If you knew me, you would know that I've spent 50 days in absolute silence, totally cut off from the rest of the world. I did this through five different 10-day silent vipassana meditation retreats. Hi, I'm Leah Parker Belker, a T22, and this is If You Knew Me, a grassroots podcast dedicated to celebrating diversity, equity, and inclusion at the Tuck School of Business at Dartmouth. This podcast was born out of a desire to deepen student connections and foster a culture of belonging here at Tuck. In this show, I sit down with my peers to get to know them on a more personal level. Guests on If You Knew Me share something about themselves that only their close family and friends know. My hope is that by allowing ourselves to be vulnerable with one another, we build greater trust, understanding, and empathy within our community. Hi, I'm here with Nakul Aurora, a T21. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Leah. Happy to be here. So, absolute silence, 50 days. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. I mean, it's like 10 days at a time. And I absolutely love it. Uh, I think, you know, being silent, in a sense, is a way to help your mind focus because you're reducing, reducing distractions. Uh, the more you're silent, the more around third day onwards, your mind starts becoming more centered. Uh, and that's when your meditations become a little deeper and you're able to look within yourself more. Awesome. And is this something you built up to or um, you mentioned it's in 10 day increments. Is, are there breaks in between? Yeah. So this is like I've I've been doing it once a year. So 10 day per year. Uh, honestly, the first time I went, <laughs> I didn't realize what I was getting into. I was into my experimenting phase. I was trying different meditation techniques. I wanted to become a monk when I was 23. Uh, you know, that rebellious part in me wanted to be like, I want to give everything up, become a monk. Uh, and I came across Vipassana and it was 10 days of silence. I thought it would be good to try it out uh, and see, you know, how I respond to not talking or not interacting with anybody else outside for 10 days. Uh, the first time I went in, I didn't realize they would even take my diary away and my books away. So there was n- essentially nothing else happening except 10 to 11 hours of meditation every day. And you were uh, living a very simple, straightforward life, uh, just focusing on observing your own self. And once I had been silent for 10 days, I saw you know the level of focus I could develop by just my mind becoming centered. And I was hooked. Wow. Okay. And you've done it now, you said, five five times. Do you feel like it's been different each time? Yeah, it's been different each time. I think, you know, um, it depends on the mood that I'm going in with. If I'm in a very chaotic phase of life, I can see that my uh, meditation is very chaotic. My mind is all over the place. Um, and if I'm going in at a phase where I'm more calm, at a phase where I'm more centered in life. Uh, my meditations tend to reflect that. Uh, the experience is different each time. Uh, I think I've gotten the hang of staying silent. So the initial first two times I was missing my mom a lot and I was missing my girlfriend at that time a lot. Uh, but over time I've gotten the hang of it. Now I know what I'm going into and I'm okay with being silent. Um, it's just... Uh, 
it's I find it difficult to control my expectations because now that I've done it five times, I'm like, oh, I need to be good at this. Uh, so I need to go in and know that, you know, it's going to be different. And it's it's basically you observing your mind. And the very essence of meditation is being aware and being equanimous with what is. So you cannot go in with already knowing that I'm going to ace it. It's not an exam that you're going to ace. Totally. And, and when you're doing this, you're essentially all alone for those those days as well or no so it depends from center to center some centers have single rooms some centers have like uh, rooms where you're sharing a room with somebody else but you have to be silent without uh, while even being in the same room with somebody else even the meditation rooms um, there's a group meditation that happens where you're with other people but the essence is you should even avoid eye contact um, even while being in the same room either in a group or individually the whole essence is simply, uh, you know, the way our mind interacts with the world, the conscious mind is through the five sensory organs. Uh, that's how the mind gets its information and processes it. So we are trying to reduce the distractions from the five sense organs uh, so as to help the conscious mind focus more on breathing and being aware of the reality as it is. Uh, and once we are, the conscious mind silent gets a little silent that's when we start observing the subconscious mind and retraining it to be less uh, reactive and more responsive to things as they are so being more economous i have so many questions um so can you describe maybe how you feel when you leave when it's over for that year i mean like each time, you know, like the first time I went, I, as I mentioned, I wanted to be a monk, right? Uh, so I went in, I thought if I love it and this is it for me, then I'm not like, I will never return. I would just call my parents and tell them that, you know, I would, I'm going to leave everything. But five, six days in, I realized that I love the attachments that I have. I love my parents. I love my, you know, um, I love the attachments that I have. And I was okay with um, staying uh, and not becoming a monk. Um, but usually when you're leaving on the ninth and 10th day, it's all, I, I'm always excited because this is a good break, but you know, the real battle is in the real world. Uh, it's how can you ensure that your core is still while there is chaos all around? Uh, how can you be centered when everything around is moving so fast? Uh, so that's what, you know, I think those 10 days of silence help prepare me or help me become better at engaging with uh, movement or chaos in the regular world. And then that is what motivated you to go back the next year, the next year, the next year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, going back, I would always go back to kind of get a, again, a boost up. And then come back and that would strengthen my meditation practice so that you know i would keep practicing once i was back uh, because the more you engage with the world the more you are picking up like you know we Definitely. are living in a time of mobile phones where every minute we get a notifications and i'm so distracted at times i'm amazed because i go into those 10 days and i'm not even talking to anyone i don't even check my i don't even have my phone right uh, and to see like life slows down after third or fourth day, when the mind centers itself, life slows down. Essentially, you're living more in each moment. So right. you're living every moment fully. Uh, 
and I can see the difference between myself there and myself in the real world. And that is like a constant reminder of how important it is for me to be in, for my mind, for me to be in control of how my mind is responding to the situation, be it the notifications on my phone, be it somebody in my team not reacting uh, properly or be it, you know, something not going according to how I want it to go. So it sounds like in, like you said, the real world, there are moments where you think back to your times in silence and and maybe um, take the strength you've gained from that to the moment you're in in the present. Is that right? Or how do you how do how do you incorporate what happens there in your day to day life when you're not um, in in silence in the? I mean, the way I incorporate, essentially, you know, what we're doing there is we're retraining the subconscious mind to not react. There are three steps to meditation, essentially. Right. The first stage is, you know, living a, a life wherein your words, thoughts and actions are aligned, right? So being true to yourself. Uh, the second step is training your mind to be more focused. And you can use breathing, you can use um, music, you can use chanting for it. The third step then the most important one is essentially having the wisdom to know um, that things are as they are. You know, like seasons come and go, things mm. come and go. So in those 10 days of silence in Vipassana, we are practicing constantly being aware. So training our mind to be aware about the reality as it is and being equanimous, which is like seeing the reality and knowing that it is. And you know, this too shall pass. So once you're retraining your mind to do that in those 10 days, when you come back, you kind of carry some essence of it. And as in when there are times when I get swept away by a particular situation, it just helps me bring myself back and anchor myself back to knowing that this too shall pass. And, mm. you know, um, just observe where is this strong reaction coming from, you know, um, and, uh, why am I reacting to the situation versus not reacting to another situation? So it's a, it's like it's like watching your mind like a movie is going on. Right. It's like a yep. It's an out of body experience in some ways. I wouldn't. I mean, you know, I wouldn't use the word out of body experience okay. because I feel like that's what people uh, love uh, to think of meditation when they think. Of, I mm, mean, it's okay. essentially you just observing yourself, uh, and um, you know. Uh, you're, you're just training your mind to be both the observer and the doer. So when your mind is doing, you're also observing and you can see and you know, you're aware. So there's no fighting there, right? You're not telling your mind to not do it one way or do it the other way. You're just accepting things as they are. Mm. So if your mind is, let's say, chasing uh, some attention in some moment and you're like aware, you're like, okay, interesting. You're chasing attention in this moment. Uh, but just being aware uh, is one step towards, uh, you know, being accepting of who you are. And that acceptance kind of helps you see both the good and the bad in you and being okay with it. And do you think this is something you'll do for your lifetime every year? Yes, I love doing that. I think uh, after I've done 10, 10 day retreats, I would be allowed to do a 20 day retreat. Whoa. So I want to get there. Uh, that probably will feel different. Yes, I'm actually very scared. Uh, every time I go in, I'm scared, you know, because 10 days of silence is like, it's tough, especially, you know, um, like taking 10 days out of 
life is tough uh, and then being silent is tough uh, anyways uh, but i want to continue doing it i think you know it is really it's really essential because i feel i'm so distracted in today's world mm. like i'm constantly responding to notifications i'm constantly getting messages um so it's just like a very good it's like a breath of fresh air stepping away from all of that and reminding myself of what's really important totally and is this something that you would recommend for other people or what's your thought about um the value in this for for other people i think this is amazing for everyone uh just okay. i mean you know uh, even if people uh, even if you're not meditated uh, just being silent and being being with yourself um it's scary because people think they can't do it um but just knowing that you know you can be silent with yourself and uh, you can observe your own mind you can train your mind to observe itself it's very empowering and i've seen so many people do it and it's we should be like i'm grateful that there is something like that that exists out there in the world in such a pure form um uh, and everybody should make use of it and you know being having been in business school for over a year and a half i have been able to use those learnings so much here uh, be it uh, you know during fall a fall b when things were going crazy and i was like oh my god <laughs> need some more stability in fall a fall b for sure yeah so like you know i could i would just sit for an hour every night before sleeping for meditation mm. and that would help me realize that okay you know everything is okay you are here right. you, know, you deserve it and just reminding myself of the chaos around and being able to accept it there's a lot of like real life utility to this and i think everybody should do it but if people don't want to start with like 10 days yeah. you know, they should yeah 10 days seems ambitious maybe to start <laughs> yes but that's like that's the thing that you we need to realize that you know yeah. for our mind to actually center or like settle down uh you know doing a one hour meditation or half an hour meditation with somebody is like going for a walk in a beautiful park mm. the first time you go for a walk you're like oh my god this park is so beautiful i love it i'm such a nature person but <laughs> if you do it every day it will lose its beauty you'll be like oh, this is a walk you know mm. so you need time to go deeper for you to clean or like look within yourself and be able to get to the subconscious the the parts that actually like you know require uh, cleaning up or retraining you would need to give it time and essentially 10 days is a good enough time it takes the first two days your mind is jumping all over which mm. is its normal state of being and by day 3 day 4 is when it starts getting slightly centered day 5 and day 6 is when i actually go a little deep uh, and day 7 and day 8 is when you know a lot of the magic happens because you're like you know you're centered your you you've got any hang of it and that's when you start understanding the whole process of being aware and being economous awareness economity wow awesome well we are coming near time is there anything else you want to say to the audience about about your uh time your 10 days of silence 5 years 50 total days um it's amazing i think like you know when i tell people they think i'm crazy <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people do it it's amazing um i think it's a it's a great way to live life in a like get to live life like a monk without actually having to give up everything 
like it's totally fine to be okay like you know i i love my attachments and uh, i think a lot of us as b school business school you know would love our attachments uh, but i think this is just a very good way for us to develop a lot of good habits such as reflection being able to look at our own actions um, or our own uh, self better and as a leader or as a mm. as a person who wants to uh, you know if you aspire to become a ceo someday or a leader someday uh, or prime minister or prime minister that's true uh, this i think is a great way to center yourself and you know just be more aware of who you are what uh, where are all your insecurities your strengths everything where are they coming from what drives them and how can you be okay with everything the way it is in the moment well thank you so much and and to end in a fun way uh where will you travel um when covid is over i would travel anywhere honestly <laughs> the google first, anywhere <laughs> yep the first and the cheapest flights that I, the <laughs> cheapest flight that i can get i would take it and i would fly out but if i have to pick one i would pick peru mm. because i gix was cancelled last year i was supposed to fly to peru i had this very a bunch of these fancy restaurants booked for us um so i would go to peru you I have would... the itinerary already set <laughs> yep so that's where i would go well we'll have to get you back on to talk about that next time thank you so much Leah. thank you thanks for listening to this episode of if you knew me please check out our other episodes to support and learn more about other tuckies special thanks to my tp alex mitko for helping edit these episodes If you have any questions or feedback on the podcast or if you want to be featured in a future episode, please contact us at tuck.if.u.new.me.podcast at tuck.dartmouth.edu.